0: Welcome to the Low Ride Worldwide podcast, the first podcast dedicated to global lowriding culture. My name is John Yuloa. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you enjoy this episode. Jesus and Juan Espinoza from Dead End Magazine. And they sit down to talk to me about Dead End Japan and them establishing their presence over there and their connections and their take on the scene in Japan and just in general. It was a really good conversation. I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, Jesus and Juan Espinoza from Dead End Magazine.
1: So, you know, the project is about... The globalization of low riding. so I kind of want to keep it there and I wanted so I really want to talk to you guys about the connection with Japan because that's the biggest one yeah um, and then from there explore the other trajectories of you know like Australia and you know the other parts of the world that are you know where, where the milk is running you know a lot yeah. of a lot of scholars want to debate about the origins of low riding and I'm kind of letting everybody else have that fight. Yeah. Because the, what I say is the milk is spilled, I'm interested in where it's running. Yeah. That's where I'm going. So everybody's over here fighting, I'm over here trying to map where it's going and how it got there really. Yeah. So if you guys would just tell me about about like how did Japan happen? How is it that two Chicanos from Salinas wind up with dead in Japan? So if you could just kind of talk me through how it how it started and kind of the trunk of the tree if you will and then ultimately the fruit that it yeah. it bore. Fuck, I think one of the I think one of the main reasons
2: how it originally would uh, what I would say originally made it happen um is the way that we were posting on our website. I think it was pre-social media boom, so People from other countries, outsiders, would—I um, mean—and I've heard this. Like I told you, I've heard it personally from them that they were only influenced by movies and magazines. So when they, when their websites like ours came about, where you could actually see, cause I think the difference at the time was, you know, everything was really formal. So if you know, Loretta Magazine had a website, or other magazines had websites, it was like a more formal website. Corporate. Well, and just the way that it was presented to you, we came more from the streets. Like, we came like, you know, we go to an event this weekend, and the next week, you can see what we were up to, right? And it was like small shops in the Bay Area, cruise nights in Southern California, events here in town with 20, 30 cars. So that was one of the best ways for people in other countries to really see what's happening, not just show quality cars that people put on the internet, not just well known shops, more like just everything. Homies that we met in the East Bay, Sacramento, we started meeting people from all over the place and, and photographing it. You know, our write ups were always real short, but we would talk about who these people are and what they do. So I think if you go back to, you know, two thousand four and you came across our website in another country, you're seeing something that you have not seen before. You know what I'm saying? Like people like that were able to travel like Junichi and Wheels Unlimited, some of those guys that fly to the United States for the last 30 years, they experience experienced it. But a just a standard guy, you know, an average guy that's into low-riding or into custom cars in a foreign country was only influenced by magazines and movies until websites like ours came about. So I think that's kind of automatically we started getting emails from people in other countries how they appreciated what we were doing. The other thing... The only other thing that I think was doing that was forums. You know what I mean? But a lot of the... Like Lay It Low. Lay It, lay it low. low and yeah. The Ham. The, the ham, ham was yeah. a really good custom and hot rod one. Um, they would pick a subject and discuss it. <laughs> and people would go on there and upload. You got to think it was a lot harder. You had to scan your pictures. Right. You know what I mean? You didn't have a f- picture phone. We didn't have no picture phones. You right. know what I mean? Back then. So you had to scan. All these dudes started scanning pictures and showing, you know, what they, what they did. Or digital cameras came around <laughs> they were importing them. And showing them on, on, the, on the forums. But a lot of the foreigners weren't hit to the fucking forums. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you had a handful of them that were involved in the forums. But for the most part, just nope. the, just the average outsider from another country, a website like ours, was something they really appreciated. To, to you touch
3: know? on the forums, even on the forums, some of them didn't feel welcomed. Because the Americans were really like, this yeah. is ours. You know, the cars don't belong to you guys. These are our cars. So the other dudes in the forum didn't feel welcome.
2: In the forums, you get to state your opinion. So when you, if you run lay it low, and you just bought your car, they start ripping you right away because you're a grown man that just bought his car. You know what I'm saying? So foreigners get it worse. Yeah, if you're, you know, to this day, people from here in the United States, they, you know, if the homies from here in California, they rag on fools from Minnesota that are low riding. And you know they see a car from Miami, all we could tell that's from the East Coast. Whatever, you know what I mean? They, they're they always, you know, a lot of people like to talk shit and that's what a forum is for and that's what social media is for, to, to state your opinion. So outsiders, they get clowned on and they don't feel welcome. You know, that's what forums did to a lot of people. Like, if you come on there, hey, I'm thinking about building a car, what do you suggest? Then people will be like, you know, Stick to whatever, you know, stick to baseball, homie. Like, they dog you instead of welcoming you. Like, you know, obviously there's the other side. People really do say, hey, man, I got your back. You know, this is what I would do with this car, blah, blah. But, you know, there's a a give and take. If you're a dude from another country asking about, you know. In broken English, asking about wheels. Yeah, or your car has 15s instead of 13s, 14s, whatever, then you're going to get dogged, and you're not going to like it, so you're not going to go back to it. So for for our website was just you can see what's going on here mostly in California but also outside of California you know in the beginning it was just California but it was almost all of California so they were seeing what was happening here on a regular like we were updating it and put it, posting you know you got to think about it if I if I went to a car show in Watsonville on a Saturday night you know just a get together whatever it was. We took pictures and we posted on our website. Nobody else at the time was taking pictures at that car show in a small town. And we did that across California. So now foreigners are seeing cars that they have never seen because they're not magazine-featured cars. They're not in music videos. They're not, you know... Published. They've never been shown that way. You know what I mean? So it's like, for us, we were covering stuff. Like, if you pay attention, and I'm not trying to diss Lowrider Magazine, but Lowrider Magazine only covers Lowrider events. So, if there's a car club meet, sometimes some of the magazines would would go in and cover them as special guests. But for the most part, not happening, you know. There's a barbecue. You no, know, and we, then
3: stuff on the streets was not getting covered. Stuff on the
2: streets. Who was covering the streets? There was people, Esteban Oriol. You know, there was people, but where did you really see it, you know. And for us, we would cover the streets one weekend and post 20 pictures, 40 pictures, you know. A photographer, like a street photographer He's letting you get one at a time And they're super good But it's like a highlight reel Throughout the rest of the year Or their whole career They're still giving you some of it For us, we'd go to the streets Might be the only photographers there Get some good pictures And put them on our website So I think that's where it originally Foreigners,
1: especially Japan Started really appreciating what we were doing You know what I mean? And when you say that that um that there was you were getting that feedback right away from people from outside of the united states from what country because you mentioned countries yeah so japan uh, japan australia has always been
3: like france france there's yeah, france Laura, Laura, real quick yeah. and then um, uh germany it was all through email you yeah. know we didn't right. like and germany because michael and then reached out earlier yeah so germany yeah france even brazil we did get emails brazil. from
2: brazil back you know canada I mean, it just right away the email started coming other states and other countries. And that
3: was two thousand four. Two thousand four is when actually it started. probably two thousand six is when they really started. When we changed the, the, we ahead. changed the two thousand six. We changed the layout of our website to look like a real magazine. So that's when they, we got more of a the ball rolling a little bit harder. And that's when we're working a little bit harder ourselves. So that's when a lot of people start taking notice. But I think so again
2: back then it was hard to know who you were talking to because it was just email. So if it wasn't someone you had already heard of, then it's just somebody you know. Says their name on it But who are they You know what I mean Like It was it was a little different It was a little more I feel like there was More excitement to it Cause we were young And we were getting Responses from other countries You know what I mean um, Then we got to meet people Like Junichi And people that You know um, Takashi And people that travel That are Japanese guys In the loretter And the custom scene That are in the United States Or travel to the United States Then we got to meet them In person But you know Before social media You There's know it was all through email it was all email, the first, even our connection in, with Toshi.
3: The first, the, my first connection with Toshi, or the dead in Japan, was through Junichi. Because I had heard of Junichi, and I never met him. But it, and I asked, the, I asked him, I su- went to the Paradise Road website, and that was before we could afford it. But I said, I want to go to a car show in Japan, which one do I go to? And I'd heard of Moon Eyes, because that's the one that's probably the longest, running. That. Yes, the longest running show in Japan. And he had sent me a list of a few of them, and then he said, ask this guy, who was Toshi. And he's not, I think, we might have already been hit to Local Hero. Or it might have been that, that were like, damn. I not know about Yeah, it. I think Toshi, I mean, Junichi was the first one to say, this guy knows what's up. He goes to all the events here, he'll tell you which ones are the best to go to. So I sent him an email, hey, I want to go to Japan. Probably 2008, 2009, maybe. Because he had, or he didn't have a Local Hero when I first talked to him. That's right, he was just out there taking pictures. And Junichi knew him from taking pictures. He was just doing it for fun. And Junichi was the first, like, all right. So, so he hooked me up with Toshi, so me and Toshi stayed in contact through email. Just saying, I want to go to Japan one day, which was to go to. He said, "Moon, as if you want to see everything, little shows. If you want to see this, if you want to see that," and that's how the first connection was. was Toshi.
2: But see, so you know, you got to think about it. When the local hero, when Toshi started the local hero, he was putting photography same as we were. He was posting. There was an event. He covered it, and he got pictures of all the bad cars, and he got street photography. And he did kind of the same things we did: lowriders, customs, hot rods, choppers. He did a little more of the culture. We don't do a lot of pictures of people. He did, which is really cool, you know, for outsiders. But um, his website was .jp. So unless someone put you onto it, how did you f- go to it from here? You he, know what well, I
3: think what got his ball rolling was he started posting on the Ham pictures, yeah. and people were hating on him, like, "Who are you?" or "These cars belong in America." And the Ham's more customs and hot rods, so it's a little bit of a different team. And even though lorighting was already big in Japan... It's been big for a long time. For a long so time, but, scene, but yeah. besides lorighting there wasn't a lot of people covering it. And he started posting it on the ham, like, almost daily, just cars that he would... And he was talking because he didn't know how to communicate. And I think that's the first time people started saying, what the heck? Like, it's not just show cars, not just... Kind of the same thing we were doing. It's, he's showing you streets, he's showing you everything that's going on in Japan. Before he even started Local hero. And then he started Local hero, and that's what's, like, on the forum yeah. still. He, everybody was on the ham, I remember... I already knew about him, but on the ham, it was like, what the fuck? Like, who the fuck? Where the fuck are these shit, shit? coming from? Like, where are these cars coming from? And they were they're already there in Japan. They've been there for years. Just no one knew about it. And uh, he was a big outlet. Like, and then it got through. You know, once you hear about it, you tell. If I knew you at the time, you were like, damn, oh, there's some noise in Japan, dude. Check this website out. You know, and then everybody tells tell each other like, damn,
2: that's you know what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, it it, it you had to really be somehow either find the connection, or somebody had to put it out there for you, you know, so, if, let's say our website at the time was getting a lot of hits, if we posted a link, you know what I mean, or if the ham did an article, they did an article about us, if they did one about Local Hero, then they, it gets everybody to go look at, it, you know, um, but, you know, until social media really became what it is now, then now it's like, like you said, who you want to look, find out what's going on in other countries, you use social media, so, you know, it was before, it was, this is all before social media. You know, social media in the car scene. Social media already existed, but nobody in the car scene was using it. You know what I mean? It wasn't for that. It was literally like for friends, you know, and now it's like for everything, you know. So, but I think that's, so when we, after, you know, being becoming good friends with Toshi, after going to Japan back and forth, and after him coming here so much, um, you know, he, now we realize like, he was, he was doing the exact same thing that we were doing it, but he was doing it for Japan. You know what I mean? Like, um, it opened our eyes to what really is happening in Japan. You know, y- Unichi has brought cars to the United States. Moon Eyes events have been publicized. Like, you know, everybody would know about the Moon Eyes events. Celebrities go there. You know, TV covered it. That was That's always been a big event. But that's a one time a year and handful of riders... And, you know, more of the traditional customs and hot rods. Toshi was doing like we do, where he covers everything. And and anything that happened in his area, he was taking pictures. So it was real similar in the sense of, like, we're not just going to the big events. We're not just going after well-known builders. We're just going to show you the baddest shit that's out there, you know, whether it's whoever. You know, if you think about it, 10 years ago, right, um, Tyler had multiple cars ready he was driving around his dad's hot rod unless he got featured in the magazine how did you know about his cars how did you know about his talent level unless you're from the Bay Area you know what I mean like we were the people that were taking pictures of anything that looked cool that was on the road and Mm -hmm. we would put it up there so you might see his dad's hot rod you might see his panel I remember his his panel you know you might see like if it wasn't printed then how do you see it so, I think that's the same thing that Local Hero did, and that's why we made such a good connection. Because he understood what we were doing, and we understood and appreciated what he was doing. You know, he blew our minds. Like, to see pictures of cars dragging in Japan, cars hopping in Japan, uh, you know, chicks riding choppers, I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, I didn't, you didn't realize, we didn't realize that they had such good cars over there being built, you know, from what everything we knew from... The 90s was they just buy cool cars, right? And they don't do that anymore. You know, they buy stock cars and do their thing. They buy half finished cars and finish them. Before they had to buy finished cars. You know, because there wasn't any shops, there wasn't eBay to buy all their parts. You know what I mean? So he was showing us like, hey, this is how it's happening in Japan now. And then everybody out here in the scene caught on to it and
1: it fucking blew up. You know? And that's what's interesting to me about it is like it's like things have flipped. Oh yeah. Like you know because back in the 90s. Which is really when all of this grabbed my attention, you know, yeah. when, when I first saw like that first coverage of the Osaka show. And I went, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then, you know, with the dudes with the Lokes on, and yeah. then, you know, yeah. and I just, it blew, it blew me away. And then, like, learning how, like, you know, they would come over here, yeah. wa- watch, watch the show, and then show up at Vegas with buttloads of money and go, I, I want to take problem. that one. Yeah. To yeah. be driven. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, where now it's flipped from white collar to blue collar. And I think the same, the, the opposite's happened here, where it's really become blue collar to white collar. Yeah. see, so you and, know what i to, well, to, to, to a certain degree. I'll tell you what, that's one of the
2: misconceptions that everybody had in general Is we would see a dude in Japan with a 36 Ford, right? Right here, good luck, motherfucker. Like, that's a lot of money. A homeboy over there has one. chop, bad motherfucker, laid out. You know, small block, crashing, whatever. You think he has money. And Toshi and the dudes that are over there put us on like, these dudes ain't got no money, man. These dudes have dedication. And that's super impressive to me. Because, you know, you would think as long as we've been doing this, we would have some nice cars lined up. We got some cars, but they ain't nothing nice. You know what I mean? Our priorities are different. You know what I mean? They will eat... Fucking ramen every day right. to that's make sure they build their roller, cars, yeah. and it's like that's that's <clears throat> impressive to me. That's one thing that when people here try to talk shit about, you know, motherfucking cars shouldn't sell over there, and these fools are wannabes. In, look, man, it's true. They're imitating a the culture that they did not create, which is not. I don't think that's a negative thing. But if you understand the dedication that these dudes that that it takes for these dudes to own and build these cars and drive drive them. Em. I mean, they don't even have garages. The average house in Japan does not have a garage. So they got to spend money to find a place to keep it. Or they got to take care of it so well for it to be outside. And some of those places, it snows. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, when we realized that, I was like, what the fuck, man? Then, I mean, we started paying attention. And we noticed that dudes that we would see the following year are still wearing the same shoes. And I already bought and five, six the, pairs of shoes. And the year after that, it's still the same shoes. Same sneakers, man. I, you know, and I talked to that with We talked about that with Abraham The last time we were out there I was out there December 2016 It was the last time I was out there And I go, hey man You know, this is in December I told him Because we're talking about it. How do these fucking dudes afford these cars? You know, Abraham's a successful tattoo artist We're a successful brand And Abraham has a cool little ride We got a cool ride But we don't have what those fuckers have. They got ragtops, tops You know what I mean? They got bombs I told him, how many people do you know That are at a Raider game right now? This was in December On a Sunday How how much did it cost For the ticket How much did the parking cost How much does it you your it's, shoes
3: How much did how your shoes Cost that you're wearing How much are enough?
2: your shoes How much are your Pendleton's How much are your How much money do you spend On looking good And enjoying your weekends and Nothing well, wrong they, with that No wrong. that's how we live But they don't live that way they, they make a decision You know like Hey I'm gonna own This car And they start doing their research And they find the car That they want Whatever car they choose to go They save their money they fucking basically sacrifice as much as they can to make sure they get that car. I think that's why it's so meaningful to some of those people. You know, we take it for granted. You know what I mean? To us it's like it's just life. It ain't nothing special to whatever, you know, kind of shit we do that they really admire. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like I know it's, exactly what you're it's saying. normal shit, you know, to them it's dedication to to even be able they want to learn the right kind of music. They want to learn you know and i and i'll tell you what i can relate to that because when i was when i was a teenager young younger than that i was like same as them i was influenced by the magazines so i would see zoot zooters and i would see thump record cds so i'd buy the thump records tapes and cds i remember in high school i had a 70 pontiac Lamont, right and there was another dude had like a mustang we were talking smack because he was in the muscle cars and I was my pony had a muscle car but I was in the You know, I had wire wheels on it we would talk about music and he would listen to hip hop and I was like hey man you don't listen to hip hop when you cruise man you gotta listen to old school because that's what I was taught by the magazines and movies right you watch Boulevard Nights or you watch whatever right that's the way that they were influenced now I'm different now I'm like I listen to whatever the fuck I want <laughs> I, I like hip hop I like Spanish music you know I like everything so it's like but when you're young, that's how you're influenced Well, when you're an outsider from another country That's how you're influenced The magazines and the, you know, they think Hey man, we gotta bump oldies in our lowriders We gotta bump funk, you know And it's like, you, you do whatever the fuck you want It's your car As long as you work on it, it's for real, you know And it's, you know, you see it Like, they, they feel they gotta dress a certain way To be truly representing the culture They feel they gotta walk a certain way Talk a certain way and, you know, and they
3: feel they gotta do it all the time Full time,
2: to be for real And it's right. like, now that we're, you know, for us Now that we as, as involved as we've been In this car scene, now we realize The people that are genuinely Building cars for love Somebody like Tyler Some of our other homies It's not about the music, it's not about the fucking shoes It's about that motherfucker Will spend ten hours after work Building a bomb That's what it's about So, you know I think some, sometimes people, you know, brands like ours and Local Hero, they show more of that instead of just showing you got to look sharp, you got to crease your pants. Like the dudes that I know that get down building cars, they don't have time to crease pants. Right. So they're, they're building cars. Right. And, you know, somebody like Tyler, how many cars does he build? Why the fuck is he still building them? You know what I'm saying? Because that's what he does. You know, some of the people like Epstein, like the Tovars, they've had every desirable bomb, they're still building them because that's what they do. That's what they're about. And they're not going to judge you if you're not wearing a Pendleton. They judge you by your car. They're not like, going to judge me them, boy, you on my Is this your ride? They got respect for your ride. They know what it takes to build those cars. I think, you know, that's one of the things that gets lost in the, you know, between, between the California scene, the United States scene influencing other countries is they only see what's glorified. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then the dudes that are for real, like Junichi... He, you know, he's heavily influenced, man He's all Chicano stuff and everything
3: But he builds cars, man And he's doing shit that blows our minds
2: You know what I mean? No, so.
3: it's even now gone to the point where People here are saying, I'm gonna do my car Japanese style Yeah And it's like crazy, so crazy That they put their own twist on it Where it's like, that's their
2: version of us And yeah, see, and I give that credit to Local Hero You know, Local Hero started showing us Primera cars You know, started showing us Cholos cars Parliament, you know, yeah. What you're talking about seeing their, their Lowrider show that they do every year over there. Um, you would see, We would see it in Lowrider magazine. Maybe one or two other magazines that would cover it. But that's it. Once a year, we would see the Lowriders, and it was all 13s and hydraulics. We started seeing, you know, the old school style cars like, like Cholo Bills. Mostly Nagoya style cars. The Nagoya style cars when Local Heroes started posting them. You might have seen a couple of them here and there, but you didn't realize they got their own style... They know what's up. They got all the right wheels. They got all the right, you know. They do such a fucking good job that you know they almost. You know, there was a time here where '70s style was not popular. It came back. Yeah, you could find true spokes. You couldn't sell it, true spokes, there a, dude. There was a time recently, within the last 15 years or whatever, that Loreal wouldn't feature a car if it had true spokes on it or if it had Supremes on it, because it was all about you 13-inch wide Dayton's and Zenas. Which is, in the, in the hardcore art action, it's still like that. You know, everybody wants to ride Zeniths or Dayton's, But, you know, meanwhile, all the dudes in Japan are buying all the truce books. Buying all the craters, Star you know, wires. Rockets. Keystones. Ends. You know, by the time a lot of the fools over here figured it out, them motherfuckers already bought all of them that were in Pomona, dude. Like, you, you know, you've been to Japan. They all have the right wheels. And it's like, you know, that didn't happen in the last couple of years, man. They've been doing that. You know, and it's one of those things like they chose an era that they really liked. No, and
3: then they—that's the magazines they could buy. That's the magazine they found well, a the, swamp made, so the know, magazines they. And that's, that's the, the, the movies the they movies, watch. Yeah, that's the movies you see. You know, you watch Boulevard
2: Nights, True Spokes or Crackers, a couple Star Wires, That's what you see. You know what I mean? So they were influenced by that. They watched Cheech and Chong, Craters, You know what I mean? They, you know, it's like it's very very old fashioned, very old school, very seventies, which is good. You know, but. They also have a solid scene like that looks just like if you were in LA they
1: got, you know Tokyo,
2: Tokyo Roms, and regals and
1: And when I when I was interviewing um Shun from Primera, the president at Fellows, um he said that he said if you're gonna go back to the United States and talk about what we do and how we do it, I want you to make sure that you Communicate this to anybody over there that Nagoya style is Chicano style low riding and Tokyo is African American style yeah, low the riding. Contestant. Right. Which yeah. I thought that in and of itself I thought was super interesting. Yeah. You know that there, yeah, you can see there's that ethnic distinction. Yeah. yeah. You know. And they're but, Japanese. But really what he's saying is is that 70s yeah, yeah, 80s. versus nineties. Yeah. 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 Right. So versus what he, what he hopping. Saying? the guys in Tokyo are hopping you know see, and right. and you G see, Cadillacs and G yeah. bodies
2: you well know? see and if, in the, in reality if you really if you if you did statistics let's say the average Chicano that low rides here is doing it
3: ninety style right
2: or yeah. bombs right Seventy style just barely started Start making, making it a, a comeback, comeback. Yeah. you know what I mean so yeah, yeah. The, so, and 10
3: years ago you could buy a T-Bird Lincoln those old cars
1: cheap thousand two thousand bucks now you find right. one that's okay for three four grand right i mean i was running i was running i had a i bought a set of nos 13 inch supremes in the in like 93 for 200 bucks this old chola modesto was like you know i i totaled my my 65 clowning i never put these rims they look great on your car old school i'll sum you for 200 bucks and when i took them to the tire shop to have them mounted the dude was like he was an old like beat out white dude he was like i haven't seen anybody run these i mean this was like 93 94. nobody was running them back then you know and now yeah they're yeah Yeah. now they're two grand right (laughs) you know but but talk to me about you know where where does frank enter the picture well how did how does how does that how does that happen in uh 2010 we we had been friends with frank yeah we
3: already known we knew frank pretty well he he claims he wasn't quiet, but he was quiet back then. He was real quiet. And he says he wasn't shy, but I think he was shy. He was always around, but he wouldn't talk to us. He wouldn't talk to a lot of people. So then we got to know him very well. And He has family. He's half Japanese, half American. And in 2010, he said, I'm going to go to Japan. So we gave him a stack of shirts. Wear it. Like, wear it dead. And just so, because we had already 2009, I think, we gave Cole, like, I designed some some uh, posters for Cole Foster to take over there. He was selling them. And I said, hey, I'm going to give you some dead-end flyers just so, that, like, we're there, and it's done. Ten Frank was going, to I like, gave him shirts. Hey, wear the shirts. Like, if they ask you work, just say yes. Just, just, pretty much, promote us over there.
2: Basically, look, basically, at the time, and for many years, Moon Eyes continuously still is the big event, right? For cars, custom cars, hot rods, everything in Japan. A lot of people from the United States are invited, right? Well, we weren't in that realm yet. You know, we were friends with Cole and a lot of the people that went, but we had no. We couldn't even, like... Like, we had thought about, hey, we should go to Japan. Couldn't but afford it. It, it, it was no... You know, that we were making zero money. We were losing money on that end. And, you know, we weren't, like... We weren't looked at in the same caliber as some of these brands are. You know, uh, or were at the time, I should say. So, as far as us, like, being invited or... It just wasn't... You know what I mean? Like, if, if we had an extra three grand to spend, we would have bought a better camera or, you know... Another computer Or put it into a car Going to Japan Was just like Maybe one day You know So Being friends with Frank And he said Hey man I'm going And we had already been talking To Toshi And some of the guys over there
3: So he just Like Basically um, Actually Frank didn't know Toshi at all No they didn't know each So other. I told him I made the connection saying Toshi my friend's going And then Frank reached out So I told him to we're shirt's And And we sent merchandise for for Toshi Toshi and Juniji
2: and his guys through Frank. You know what I mean?
3: Then we realized...
2: Then Frank explained to us, like, hey, man, I'm fluent, and I go there every year. Like, I can help you guys, you know? And then he basically informed us of how interested Toshi was in what we do and in making more of a connection with California, you know? So, um, I mean, the way I
3: see it, he could have done... I mean, there was a ton of Americans there and actually Frank reached out to us but he also reached out to other people and no one took him up on the offer and it wasn't like I want to make I want to be a part of you he just said hey I'm I need a place to drop my bag when I'm in Japan at the car show so he was asking other American brands hey I'm I'm gonna be there I can translate for you and most people Frank's not a known guy so they took it for granted like now so that's okay I think I think some of the guys that
2: Moon Eyes takes they get everything is taken care of for you Like, you don't need a translator when you go with Moon Eyes because they all speak, both. their staff speaks English Mm -hmm. and Japanese, right? So, if you're an invited guest um, through Moon Eyes or if you're with an invited guest, then you're pretty well taken care of. They're going to take you out to dinner. They're going to tell you where, you know, they get your hotel room, everything. So, some of these guys didn't realize the value of someone like Frank because their whole deal is we just go from Moon Eyes and it's already taken care of. We were like we never even been there, man. Like, you know, so... He made the initial. Yeah, we understood the value of, like, holy shit, you speak Japanese? So we would literally be able to talk to Japanese people as long as you're there. Right? And Toshi was like, oh, you're friends with those guys? Fuck, you can talk to them for me. Yeah, man. And literally, because they understand each other through the phone. You know, the intimidation factor of the communication is huge for most people. If you go to another country and someone starts talking to you, you're like, what the fuck, man? I don't know what he's saying, dude. And it's really intimidating. Like, fuck, man, what am I going to do? You know, you can be an outgoing dude, but not be afraid. But you're going to be like, I don't know what they're saying to me, man. So if you're, if it's something where you're trying to accomplish something, that's huge, man. Yeah, Frank. limited to Somebody that can literally understand both. And and is into the cars and is in part of the scene. It's not just some kid that speaks both languages. Frank builds cars, you know, Frank drives classic cars, Frank has always been in the cars. You know what I mean? He understood and appreciated what we do and he understood and appreciated what what Toshi did. So he basically between him and Udai made the big connection. You know, when Udai transferred to go to school over here, one of his assignments was like you gotta go meet the guys from Dead End, you gotta go (laughs) talk to them. You know Whatever event we were at In Southern California He showed up Young kid With his fucking trucker hat You know And he said Same thing He was shy man He was intimidated He said He said I'm a local hero <laughs> And and we started like You know Then all It was like a fucking free pass Oh you're a local hero Fucking You're in You know what I mean But but Because He understands English And Je- You know he's, he's a Japanese guy So He's broken English But he understands everything We say to him You know what I mean So Frank, you know, when he went out there, the first time with our knowledge, you know, obviously he's been going there, he has family there. It's like, us, our people going to Mexico, you know, visiting family. Well, him, he goes to Japan to visit family every year almost. So it was one of those things where I think we got lucky that it was somebody that was interested in helping us out. And I think Frank understood, you know, um, like the potential between us making the connection with somebody like Toshi or just Japan in general, you know? And I think Frank's one of those guys that already appreciated the style that, you know, at the time was kind of getting, like I said, the seventies style was coming back. He was already in the, he already had keystones and Supremes and whatever on his rivy in the past, you know, he already had appliance wheels before when nobody wanted them. You know what I mean? He's been, he's been up on the style, you know, for whatever reason. So, um, but, you know, I think once he talked to Toshi and Toshi kind of explained to him some of his vision of local hero, you know, being, you know, we, we we printed a t-shirt, a local hero t-shirt in the United States, you know, he was already printing them over there and people wanted them, but you had to wait, you know, you go on the website, you can't figure out how the fuck to pay for it and you probably can't pay for it. I don't even know if he had PayPal or what the fuck he did, you know, but yeah. I had a hard time I never got one yeah. but, You know what I'm saying yeah, so I know exactly like, What you're saying So So Badass yeah. We were able to make That yeah. connection Where hey We're gonna run A dead end Local hero shirt You know what I mean And it was a deal It wasn't like Fuck it We're just gonna do it It was no It was like Both of a us A collaboration Yeah it was a collaboration We both understood The importance And we both were Just excited about it You know And Frank was the, A big part of that You know He still is I mean we To this day If we need communication You know Ken's coming next week He's coming to Frank's house then he's coming over here, you know what I mean? And it's like, because Frank's the Japanese guy, you know? It's almost like if we had a Mexican dude over there, a Chicano in Japan, like, when we go fucking hit him up, he speaks Japanese, you know? That's, then, like I said, Udai came in when he when he came to school over here, and he was huge, and he was huge for Local Hero itself. He was all of a sudden covering California events yeah. every weekend He was covering <laughs> for all the Japanese audience. For a Japanese brand,
3: there. for Local Hero, for a Japanese brand. Now... Their market is also looking at California cars now. So your dad was doing it for him. And the one thing that Local Hero
2: did that we did not do is his... his he What he covered, his coverage was a little broader because he started showing a lot of 70s vans and stuff that we, You know, Volkswagens. Mini trucks. We don't show that. You know what I mean? We show traditional. strictly traditional, a little bit of 70s cars. But in reality, if you pay attention, everything from us is 60s and older. Toshi... You know, Co- being like a general car guy he If he sees a cool Volkswagen He takes a picture If he sees a cool work truck in the United States He'll take a picture But you know what I'm saying? Because he's, he's Japanese eyes We're yeah. not To me, a Volkswagen every fucking day Passes down the street right <laughs> So it's not a big deal You know, to somebody like Yudai and, and Toshi They see those things and they're like Fuck, that's badass Whatever style of car may be So Yuda was taking pictures Going to events that are more like skate events You know, and some of the van stuff And some of the you know, more hot rodder stuff that we we like, but we didn't put too much energy into it because we're focusing more on customs and orders. <laughs> you know, chopper scene, we go to a couple events, but it, it wasn't a big deal for us. I'd rather go shoot some cars. You would go to the chopper events because they love choppers, yeah, you know? So shame. his audience was like <clears throat> bigger in Japan where they wanted to see anything that was custom, you know what I mean, or even classic, you know? And you dad was, I mean, he did a killer job. He started learning how to take good pictures, and he just took pictures of, you know, sometimes as an outsider, you get better coverage because everything that's different is impressive. To us, we're picky, man. And if it ain't cool, it ain't cool. I'm not going to shoot it, you know? And it's like, we wanted to set a standard. We wanted to set up a style. And, you know, we, we accomplished that. But he, as, like, you know, we've heard it from people in other countries, like, oh, that's dead end style. And I'm like, fuck, we ain't building the car. We didn't create our own style. But we didn't in the sense of the images that we show and the cars that we focus on, you know. Like, there is a different audience for each style, you know. And they, we kind of created our own style. And for people that are outsiders, you know, from other countries, they see a car and say, oh, that's a, that would work in Dead End. That's what Dead End likes, you know. And it's like, fuck, like, you know. We hear directly from them, like, oh, you know, we like Dead End style cars, and I'm like, but man, we don't have our own style of cars, but in their eyes we do, you know. Because what do we showcase? What do we appreciate? You know, and I think that's one of the first things that we that we started hearing a lot in the beginning from people here and overseas is the fact that we were mixing a lot of different styles as long as they're traditional. At the time, what's coming in? 2004. If you bought a, how's it going? If you bought a magazine, Lorenter only had Lorenters, or whatever little style. Disculpe que le interrumpa. ¿Qué pasa? ¿Hay un lugar
3: donde hacen llaves por aquí? Creo que está en la calle Gavilan. Aquí en esta
2: luz, mm-hmm. la que sigue aquí, es la calle Gavilan. A la izquierda está un lugar smoky o algo así. Está, está una llavera allí. Gracias. Vale. Um, at the time, you bought a Hot Rod magazine. It was Hot Rod you brought, you know, if you bought a a lowrider magazine, it was lowriders. You know, there was like, Rodders Journal was super good, really killer customs. Rod and Custom, and Custom Rodder were more of the traditional style customs. Um, What the hell's the other one? CK Deluxe? Whatever, some of those had just came out, but they were strictly traditional. So there would be no Impalas with 13s, and vice versa. Um, lowrider wouldn't have a car with, uh, you know, wouldn't have a hot rod roadster, right? Because it's not a lowrider. Well, we took every one, like the best of every single style and put them all together. So, we did lowriders but we didn't do like um, you know modern cars and we didn't do like the over the top show lowriders. We tried to do street cars and we tried to do very traditional. Even if it's on 13s and hydraulics, the styling of it is very traditional. Hot rods, traditional hot rods. No street rods, no big wheels. Customs, traditional customs. You know, the styling of it if it doesn't have white walls, it's not a custom, in my eyes. Some sometimes there, you know, there's there's some old traditional 36-4s that have black tires, they look killer. Some pickles of black tires, but for the most part, because we were influenced by like the Pasaroles era, they had to have white walls. Nowadays people build rat rods and they got whatever kind of funky tires and wheels on them. We never went to that, we don't show that, you know? So, at the time, I think we, and I remember hearing it from a lot of people that said, you guys actually understand the style that we like, you know what I mean? And they understood. Yeah, yeah. In and check it out. And, then, and same thing, you know, there's a group of people in Australia, a group of people in Japan that that's what they're into, but nobody ever put it together in the media aspect you know as far as car clubs it, it had already happened and you know there's guys there's guys that had would own an impala with hydraulics and also own a chopped car you know what i mean especially in la there's people like tyler who would have you know something laid out chopped and something hot rod you know or, or like you know a muscle car or a Lorette. that's just because they they understand they like good style but publications and websites, was everything was segregated. You know what I mean? Where now, it's pretty normal to just show anything that's good style. You know. But we, when we would, we did that. That was one of our biggest things. Is you know, we, we grew up with door riders, but then we got, and then we went to Bazzarolas and we saw chopped cars and we're like, fuck, this is the baddest cars I've ever seen. Why can't they be in the same boat? In the same, I mean?
3: even in the same conversation.
2: Like hot rod guys would never go to a lowrider show. Lowrider guys wouldn't go to a hot rod show. Now it's all good. You, whatever kind of car you got, you can bring it. You know what I mean? There was there was um, gassers at the King of the Streets. Right. That's bad. That's ass. cool.
1: I said they follow you everywhere. That's
3: bad. <laughs> like, so you are getting off subject now?
2: No, no, no. I'm but
1: scared. but it but it's all relevant because you know I mean.
3: So
2: so I mean like, look at so, Junichi. Yeah. I so mean somebody Jun- like Junichi
1: Junichi, Junichi lo- I mean. Junichi's not a lowrider? Oh, for sure. Oh, Hell yeah, he is, but, but you know, he but he out. doesn't... He for sure.
2: Like, for other people?
3: Yeah. Oh, no. no, you don't.
2: It's hard, Yeah, Junichi's a perfect example. He understands and appreciates all of it. You know, he has Cadillacs and railroad caps in the shop, and then he's got True Spokes and Dayton's in the shop, you know? And he's built full-blown logos built full bone chop custom like, yeah crazy custom perfect example you know so there's people all over the world that under, that appreciate all that but it was never really put together
1: like that. Um, so what year did you guys go did you guys go to Japan together for the first time or did I, for the
3: first time I went in 2011 so a year after Frank went when Frank made that connection it was like all right, we gotta go. Like, there's no like, we can't afford it. It was more like, some way or another, I'm going. And then Toshi came for Santa Maria. That's when we first met in person. And he was before like, you oh. went. Before I went, uh-huh. yeah, he came. The year I went, he came to. The, he had already come to the United States for other, you know for vacation or whatever. But the year I went in May, he came and we met in person and we really clicked and we hung out with them and I remember he was by himself with a few, but. Frank was, Frank was there. You and I was there. We're like, that's when we kind of made the connection. Like, like we're going to, it's cool. Like, we're friends. And then in 2000, that year 2011, I was like, we got to go. Somehow we are going to make it to Japan. And luckily, I applied really, like, in October. For a passport. For yeah. a passport. And I said, Very late. like, I didn't have, we didn't have money saved up for that. It wasn't, there was no, like, we never planned, like, oh, we're going go to go. I mean, we just were talking about it. So in October, like, I'm going to get a passport. If I get it, I'm going to find a way to go. And I actually got lucky, really lucky, that uh, I do graphic design on the site. A client paid for my ticket. for that's right. Because I, I knew his uh, accountant really well and had done work for her. And I saw her in the store. And she's like, what's new? What's new with Deren? What are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm trying to go to Japan this year. And she's like, when? And I said, next month. It was already November. And she said, I told her, I want to go, but I don't know how many I may afford it. And she said, just tell Jeff to buy it for you. And I'm like, I'm going to ask him here, buy me a ticket to Japan. And she goes, no, really, he has to do write-offs, and you work for him, you do a lot of design work for him, and I don't I care, ask someone to buy me a ticket. But I was doing a lot of design work for him at the time, and he said, so then I said, well, I'm waiting for my passport. My passport's come, I'll worry about it then. I don't want to get excited about it, and then I can't even go. When I got my passport, like, literally a couple of days after she talked to me, I called her and I said, are you, you thinking it'll work out? You think, are you serious? And she said, I'm his accountant. He needs to spend some money. So I said, okay, uh, like how do I do this? So I called him and approached him. I told him, I didn't ask him for free. I told him, hey, what if I keep doing a lot of work for you? What if you, you know, give me an advance to be able to perform my ticket? And then I'll work it out. And he, he gave me an advance. <laughs> so that was, like, the, that was <laughs> the reason why. Eh? So when I went, I went, I flew out there by myself, but I made up with Frank and Junichi, I mean, and Toshi and Yuna, they were already there. Was Yuna there? Maybe not anyways, but Frank Frank was already there. By the time I got there, he had a con because he goes a couple days before to hang out with family. Then he goes to the show. So when I flew out, there it was first time I ever flown anywhere other than probably Austin, Texas, the first time I ever flown. So I jumped on the plane by myself and I met up with them over there. And that's We we sold some stuff and it did really, really well. We were really, really, really well accepted that, that, that first time. And it's crazy because over there in Japan, they buy a lot of stuff, but for smaller brands or for smaller people, they want to get to know you. They want to meet you. They don't just, you know, oh, I'm gonna support them. No, they want to support you. Like, they'll really support you if they meet you in person and they get to know you. And that's the first 2011 that we went and I was, I went and it was like, they were, man, they took care of me like crazy. And I think in the, I went for a week and I showed up a, couple, a few days before the show. I stayed at someone's house. I visited Duniti's shop. I visited Art Body, Arts Body. I visited uh, Cholos. I stayed with Nico, who's an old memories Japan chapter. I drove in his 39 to the show, which was a few hours. And that dude talk about like he, he he has 39 with hydraulics, and in the rain, midnight, he's cruising with his window down, arm out the window, sunglasses on, and driving his 39 in the in pouring rain, not just a little, like no, in pouring rain, for five or six hours to get to the show. And that was that's like he thinks that's low riding. That's how we have to do it, and. You know, Shouldn't that's how that's how, didi- to be. that's how dedicated they are. Like he was like, we're driving at midnight to go there early enough, and then we took off, and he's cruising there with his arm out the window and pouring rain with sunglasses on, just like. And uh, and I asked them like, I, I, I when I asked some of them like, is this is like a like a on the weekends you dress up like this, and they were pissed because they're like, this is our lifestyle. Like I would always joke around like, that's no, not your lifestyle. You don't even need tapatio. How is it your last Like you don't even need Chile. You don't need like, fucking frijoles. How is this your lifestyle? But to them that it was their lifestyle. This isn't a. It wasn't a. This is my costume for the weekend. They dress like that all the time. And they're because they're blue-collar workers, they're not, you know, their they're used are working in Rice Field or in a, some kind of factory or Toyota or Honda or whatever the big companies are over there. The guys from, t- from Norway. And
1: Juan, when was your first trip? I'm sorry. Uh, the year
2: after that, right? The next year I went. So That's 12? Cal 12. 12. Cow Flavor number two. Yeah, because you went to the first Cow Flavor. Which yeah. Is, which is Toshi's car show that he hosted in the past.
3: No, no, no. You went 2012. I didn't go to twice in 2011. I went twice in 2012. Okay, so... So it was the first Cal That was the first Cal Oh, you're right. It was the first that hosted that Toshi hosted. Okay, so you went to Moon Eyes. And then went to Cal and, and then haven't... went again to Moon Eyes the month after, in 2012.
2: Yeah, you're right. So I went to Cal Flavor the first Cal Flavor. the first, first Cal first Flavor. One. Yeah, it was the first one. Okay, so whatever. And the, you guys went together? Yeah, yeah that, that trip That, that trip, we got a bunch of homes to go. And then he went, bounced up again, again, the year, the...
3: A month later, or two months yeah, later?
2: Yeah, the, 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 a little bit after. Yeah, you're right, I remember this.
3: But oh. Cal Flavor was a show that Toshi put together that was called Cal Flavor, California Flavor, and had kind of what we've been talking about. Had lowriders, Customs, Hot Rods, Volkswagen, anything to do with California... Style cars that was there and it had music too like hip hop like I had a, it yeah, was a California yeah had a burger on the
2: flyer I think because you know, <laughs> the drawing I'll tell you what when I I think it was the first year of Santa Maria or second year of Santa Maria which was 2007 or 8 right um I met Junichi I had already known who he was but I didn't know him right and how did you know who he was. Because of his cars The the Rodriguez um, It was in Paso Robles And it was just It's it's the most Before Next movie It was the most publicized car From Japan In the car In the traditional car scene Yeah it was most famous Rodriguez is You know He made a lot of noise He made a big impact Because um, I don't think it happens often I don't I, I think it still hasn't happened often In the American Like you know Volkswagens and Tuners That's a different story muscle cars but in the traditional scene I think Junichi is one of the very few if not the only guy to sell a Japanese built car to the United States you know what I'm saying like winfield cars go to Japan everything goes to Japan but to something to go be to built be built in uh, Japan 100% in Japan and be sold here I was unheard of that yeah. doesn't happen you know what I mean it might start happening soon but it hasn't happened yet much I don't I, I don't want to say for sure but I think he's the only one that's done it like I said I think a Japanese
3: guy Brought his car with him
2: Yeah know, people have brought him But as far as sold him I think he's one of the Very very few If not the only guy So anyway Everybody kind. Of, if you're in the if you're in the, Into the traditional stuff You You somewhere along the line Came across His car The Rodriguez You know what I mean um, So that's how I knew of him And then You know um, He's basically One of the most famous Car builders In Japan I think he is the most famous Probably one of the most, builder. oh, the most famous Builders in the world can In you the world say that, dream, Yeah Right I don't think he carries himself that way, but he really is. Right. Paradise Road is, is is historical already, right? Um, so I was hanging out with the guys from Starlight, and he introduced me. He had he apparently he had already been friends with Junichi, and um, he said, you know, this is Azuz from Dead End Magazine, and I'll never forget it because it was a big deal to me. Um, Junichi said, oh, everybody knows Dead End in Japan, and I said bullshit because I really didn't know that at the time. You know, we were just starting to you know take like, it seriously well you know I mean this has never been a business to us it was always just because we like cars it wasn't like I mean we didn't even have t-shirts you know we weren't trying to brand it like that we were just trying to show people what's going on out here and, and really enjoy ourselves really experience it that was the main thing like going as many places as we could so when he said that I was like bullshit he goes yeah really man like everybody knows denim magazine in Japan and I was like, fuck like that that just blew my mind you know then we
3: did the thing with we started working with local hero. Then I went, right? But see, before I went, even when I went the first time, I went to their shop. They had printed pictures from the internet. Oh yeah. Like on their shop from pictures that we took, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Like, oh shit! Like they download a picture and put it on their wall. because back then we didn't have flyers. We didn't have like nothing. Like nothing good, nothing good quality. So see, so to me,
2: we la- the, my first trip to Japan. I fucking hate flying, but I'm so excited to be in Japan. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and you know, you gotta understand, we travel in cars California and other surrounding states but as kids we never did vacations to Hawaii like we didn't travel for shit when we were kids so so this is all still a new experience to me even though it's only six years ago or whatever it's all very new to me like you know I had never been I've never flown like only to Mexico that's it I've never flown to the East Coast never flown to Hawaii never flown nowhere else so I fly to Japan They pick us up, it's super cool. You know, Yudai, Mida, whoever was there, um, Toshi, you know, and God, what the fuck? I forget his name. Oh, get Um, It's (laughs) on record. June, obviously. Shinya. Shinya. (laughs) But anyway, so the first night is the night before setup or whatever, so we just kind of like. We're tired. We're tired. We've been on the. Yeah, but it's like here, you get someone to visit you. What do you guys want to see, you know? They tell you, what do you recommend? And I'm like, fuck, there ain't much to see. Let's go to San Francisco or let's go to Monterey. Well, with them, we were in Nagoya, and he said, well, let's just go check it out. I'll drive downtown you guys around Nagoya. downtown or whatever. All right, cool. So we're with Toshi and whoever else, group of us. We pull up into the downtown area, and there's probably, like, four cars. Lowriders. Old school cars. There's two, like, three Cadillac Eldorados. And two lowriders The Eldorados Were 70's Pimp Eldorados They weren't like They weren't even yeah, slammed Yeah one of them was A convertible or something But to have that car Over there You're a bad dude Like those fucking cars Are huge They're front wheel drive Like here people Don't even like them You know what I mean So though, I was like These motherfuckers Got Eldos like, So anyway There was two or three Lowriders From uh what was the fucking club eh? uh, Delphonics I Delphonic. think Delphonics in Japan Right Tomo So we, we pull up I'm like Fuck, Pull over like We gotta get some pictures Right it's like, you know, going to San Jose or going to Mission on a, on a fucking Friday, Thursday night, whatever. You might see four rides kicking it, right? That's what we saw. We pulled up. We got out. And, uh, you know, Toshi's like, oh, you know, kind of saying like, hey, you know, these guys are from the United States, whatever. And they can tell. I mean, we're not Japanese. But the first car we see is a 66 Pontiac convertible. Bad motherfuckers. Hydraulic, Craigers, chain steering wheel, straight up old school. Ragtop Pontiac. That motherfucker has a dead-end sticker on the wing window. I, it fucking blew my mind. I already knew. We had already been working on the whole connection. We had already been doing stuff. But to go in the streets on a regular-ass night and to see that sticker, it fucking just blew my mind. I couldn't believe like we were getting to that point where people in other parts of the world were representing what we created. I told Toshi, I'd go home right now, dog. Fuck the car show. I can't believe I just saw this. And cool, like real-ass lowrider homies... On the street. Not, you know, in a shop, not at a car show. On the street. Just bullshitting like 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 we used to do when I was a teenager. We just, what are you doing? Nothing. We're just kicking it. But we had our cars out there. To see that we had already made it to that level of the streets in Japan, I fucking couldn't believe it. And this is 2012. Now, that's not a long time ago, but it was really important to us. You know what I mean? Um Other, other brands have done it. A lot of people continue to do it. But for us to be you know, just the two of us and to be, like you said, just some homies from Salinas, to start something when we were 20, 22 years old, um, zero experience, never worked for another magazine, never, you know, no, nothing, no, no nothing, just fuck it, we like cars, we're gonna do this website. To see that in another country in person, it was just a fucking big deal to me, you know. Obviously now we've made some progress and we see our apparel and our, you know, we see a lot more. We ship to other countries every day, almost. But that to experience that firsthand was just a fucking super good feeling to me. You know, you feel like you did something. You know what I mean, like. And in Japan, which we we were so we respected their style so much already, even at the time, because we seen all the stuff that Toshi showed us. To see like, damn, these fuckers are building their cars like that's not a car that we seen out here and then went over there. That motherfucker, that's homeboy's car. You know, they bought a stock car. On, on ebay or they went to the pomona swap meeting wherever the fuck they got it and they did their thing with it those are the people that we were impacting and influencing and it was just it's just a big deal obviously now we've been to japan multiple times and we've had you know a lot more involvement but that was just a big thing to me man just you know and we sold shirts there at the car show we did our thing there but to see it in the streets uh, was just fucking then like you said then you started going to all the shops and you see the stickers and the printouts and Whatever we've made, flyers, they're, they're popping up in all the shops. But to see it in the streets is like, you know, it's, and I still get that same feeling, dude. When we go into King of the Streets, just seeing fucking dudes that really ride with the dead-end hat on, I'm like, fuck, what's up, man? Like, you know, it's real shit, you know what I mean? But to do it in an international level without, like, we didn't try to do that. You know, we weren't working on Japan at the time. We, how How do you even go about it, you know? No budget, like you said, we had somebody had to front on this ticket, you know. So to to experience that, I was just like shit. And you've been out there, you know, you've been out there with him. You see how many people we we are connected with now. But that was my first trip and only our second trip as Dead at Magazine, and it was just fucking. I think unreal. my first
3: trip, I made a more connection than people that have gone for years, just because we were treating them like equals. That's what uh, that's what some people that I, I had to explain that to somebody, to to Aaron. He said, he had gone there like, how the hell did you do all this in one week? And I told him, because we had, a, the first time we did a booth in 2011, I shared with Toshi, Toshi, Toshi had to release the book that you really want. <laughs> that day, could've got you when you didn't, talk, you didn't know me back then. <laughs> but he, 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 he debuted his, his book and we had a booth with him. And I was just trying to be cool with everybody. And then we weren't even in the, like the booth area, we were with the car. And I remember talking to guys that had been there like, and we did really well. Like I, was, I was excited to be there. I was, having, I was just having a good time. And they said, how the hell did you do all this in a week? I, we've been here many times. And I told them, I didn't go to the Moon Eyes. I, didn't go, I went to them. I went to the street. I went to Toshi. And we went to the streets. When, I, you know, now I feel like I know them. And i been hanging out with them all week. You know, the Junichi and the guys from Cholos. And I had been hanging out with them. And I was just like, treating them like equal. And I told them it's hard to explain. But I told them back then, especially not like now, I go, they met celebrity. You know, quote, unquote, celebrities that were in the car scene. I go, most regular people didn't really go just to go. I go, and we weren't really big yet. You know, we weren't known in the industry like we are now. So, I didn't treat them any different, and I, I, expect, I didn't expect them to treat me any different. But I was trying to explain to Aaron, like, when they meet celebrities, car celebrities, I go, it's like, meeting, it's like someone here meeting Just James. You're not gonna call Just James, hey, come to my car show, and expect them to come. That's how they feel when they meet celebrities. They're not gonna ask you to come to my shop. Cause they feel like you're a celebrity, like you're not gonna show up. To me, I was a nobody, so they come on, you know, open arms, come hang out with us, come stay at my house, come. So it was like, we got a real, like, genuine connection of genuine, like, feel of what they're actually doing. They weren't trying to show off to me. They were just like, this is what we do. I think, and you know, speaking of Moon Eyes,
2: what they do is phenomenal, man. Like, if we would ever be able to do something like that, that would be awesome. The way they do it is crazy. They They, they fly their people over there, and they... It's all set up. They bring your car. I mean, it's just unreal. But the fact that we didn't do it with them was also kind of a blessing. We would love to have them said, oh, you guys want to be a special guests? We're going to fly you out. And fuck, yeah. You know what I mean? You get a booth right in the middle row, all that shit. But we didn't do it that way because we weren't there yet. You know, we didn't we don't have a car for them. I mean, our cars ain't nothing special, you know. But the fact that we had to do it on our own made us made it to where we're able to connect with Personal You know, with the guys that build the cars in Nagoya And that, you know And, and, like, we didn't have a schedule You know, we were It was all a learning experience And it was like You know, what do you want to see? Well, we want to see fucking cars You know, I didn't want to see The, whatever the fucking Golden Temple You you know what I mean? I didn't want to see the tourist shit, man And people do And I would eventually go to (laughs) do that, but I wanted to see the cars, you know. I wanted to, I wanted to go. I wanted to go to Paradise Road, you know what I mean? I wanted to go, and there's, there's people like he's saying, you know, that have been invited guests to the Moonlight shows and they've never been to Paradise Road because it's four-hour drive or what, three-hour drive from in a Uganda. regular car, yeah, right? So they never get out there because they're on a schedule. For us, we're like, nah, man, we're just gonna take as many pictures of everything we can, as much as possible, you know. So we got to go into these shops. And meet the people, and and Become see with the cars in progress, in the process, you know, and and the little that we can communicate with them, we treat them just the same as we treat anybody else, and they they understand that, you know, and and uh, I think a lot of people, like I said, with the with the communication, it's hard, you know, you even if it's you know language barrier, it it's hard to um, feel like comfortable with people.
1: You know, I don't know how you did it in Brazil, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Well, and that's 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 my come from. You know, it's because you know when I read the books on lowriding, it turned my stomach. Like you saw that thing that I posted about. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I remember
2: I messaged you about it. Yeah,
1: and 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 that dude just flat out got it wrong. You know, he's putting all of this like lofty theory about gender dynamics and you know this that and the other and you know the photographer and Yvette herself said that they were just at a car show and she happened to turn around and click they got the picture nothing more nothing less but this anthropologist tried to put all kinds of bullshit that he learned in class on top of that to make sense of an entire you know, scene. It's culture. And man. he's just... But fuck, that's just a good right man. And no, it's... <laughs> but what that is, is that's the outsider's perspective. Yeah, I agree. Super imposing their bullshit. You know, it, it's like me trying to go to Japan... You know And and like tell the Japanese About themselves well, I'll tell you what, You know what I'm saying yeah. And I've been there five minutes yeah. but, I can't do that But
2: I'll tell you why That has never been corrected Because the real dudes The average homie That builds and, and cruises Does not give a fuck right. What anybody writes They're not gonna read that article It could be in the Mercury News Oh cool If my homie's in it I might check it out But it's not a big deal It don't fucking matter It doesn't You know we ain't gonna read nothing. But
3: if, it's not about if that. That's exactly you're right. And then it kind of sucks though.
2: Oh, that's what I'm saying. If we don't step in and correct, because the if we don't cooperate, then it then it's perceived incorrectly.
3: Hot rodding and customs have been well documented. You know who did this. You know who did that. You know what car, what year they came out. Lowrider, lowriding has never been well documented. You know, it's never been like you don't know who was the people say who did this first, who did that first. and There's always arguments about it because it's never well documented. You know, it was never. Didn't, lowrider Magazine didn't start till what 77?
1: 77
3: when your little hard rock magazine Oof, you know what I mean like late 40s yeah that's, that's, 60, it's always been documented so many well years yeah. before, and who knows yeah. it's all correct but at least it's documented on somebody's point of view lowriding wasn't documented before 77 think about that like you know like when, when we talked to Lee Pratt about lowriding in San Jose he came before a lowrider magazine that he came from Iowa and moved and they're already lowriding he's some white dude that came lowriding in San Jose and they're already lowriding
2: but nothing really is Nothing's being published.
1: 90s. No one's taking pictures. They were just doing it because that's what they did. Yeah. And when I was talking to Donnie and, and that dude Jerry at Carnaval, they were telling me that Low Creation started in 74. Before. In low San Creations. Francisco. That predates Lowrider Magazine by like yeah. three years. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and there's so, clubs here in Salinas that are from yeah, the early 70s, you know? midnight,
3: Midnighters. Midnighters are from 1948, yeah. I think. And they're like a mixture of Customs and, and Lowriders.
1: riders.
2: Yeah. But like I said, I think the the reality of it is, you know, like, your book, because you're going to be involved in the scene, like you are now, is going to get seen by the right people, but for the most part, if somebody writes a
3: book about lowriding,
2: we don't give a fuck. No. We ain't buying that shit. Even events, you know.
3: Even events like uh, the one that that Mendebaga did, you get people that know him and know that he's all about, like, he's real, he ain't faking it, so they go, but most of the lowrider guys... I ain't going to an art show. You've said it before. You never cared about an art show before we started doing them. Dude, I told people, like, what the fuck is an art show? We're not, you know, it's, it's,
2: this, this shit is all stuff that we adapted to because of the magazine. But if you, if you look at it as a perspective of just homies that are in the cars, what the fuck? Like, we didn't go to
1: no art shows. I was like, well, it, it's like, it, it sounds like the most boringest thing I ever heard of. You know what I mean? I was talking to somebody, I, maybe Jesse or Sobres. I was talking to somebody because somebody was asking me a question. And Tyler like from like left field goes, Man, they're just fucking cars. It's yeah. just it's just a lowrider. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. I think no, I think we were loading in for my show. We we're loading in for my show and oh, we were, and like, you were being we're, careful we're, with this car and no, stuff. No, we're just sitting around bullshitting while we we're waiting for the tow truck or whatever. And he goes, man, he goes, they're just lowriders. Yeah. It's just a fucking car, man. It's no more. No less. I don't see it that way.
0: I think I, I, I don't see it
1: that way because yeah. you know, like um I was watching Lincoln Block's video yeah. from King of the Streets, where the kids are in the kids, like there's a car yeah. full of kids. Yeah, and they're hitting the switches. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck that. That's what got me into this shit yeah. at that age. You know, and seeing those those faces, I'm like, in 40 years, are those kids gonna be rolling yeah. because of that okay. moment? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So for me, it ain't just about a car. See, that's the it's thing way is, deeper than that, for me. you know.
2: It, but that's what I'm saying is for is,
1: tiredness too. He just <laughs> like, no, but some people he ain't got time for it. Yeah. He just you know fire up the welding torch. I you know, people the, just the take,
2: car like I said, we take it for granted because it's normal to us. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you know good Mexican food. Well, here I mean, there's literally 13 fucking Mexican food restaurants in the in these fucking four blocks of Old Town, right? If you move to another state where there's only one in town and it's very weak, you fucking think, God damn, man, fucking, I wish I had some Mexican food. But since we're here, we're, I mean, you know, the, the, the movement of the, of the culture, like how you, how, you know, putting it out in the media comes from Salinas and San Jose. Lowrider Magazine is from Salinas and San Jose. So here, it's just always been here. I mean, I was born in 1981. You know what I mean? Like. It was always happening My whole entire life Here in this Yeah in our street
3: If you think about it There was Richie Powell With the mini truck There was Even Hugo's uh, What the fuck's his name Dino's 67 Impala 67 Impala The 62 Impala Down there The Cougar The purple Cougar It's just part of growing up Like Like, you didn't That's one block in Salinas And it wasn't even That's not even the most Hood block in Salinas So that See and that's what I'm saying Is like you know, we're, when, when, you, when you've always been around
2: it and you live it, you don't feel like you need to write about it. You don't feel like it's something that needs to be glorified. It's kind of like, I say it now, you know, you see all this Chicano shit and it's like, Motherfucker, we eat pandusa all the time. It ain't not, you don't need to make a toy about the that concha's shit. Be, the concha's not even the best you can Concha have. Conchas suck,
1: bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? All those like, pretty I'm good. Because
2: but. of social media and because of the Latino movement in this country, a lot of this stuff is being looked at as something special. But if you grew up like we did, we eat nopales, homes. My mom don't speak actually. English, dog. So to me, your fucking little Mazapan t shirt, what the fuck is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, we wear this kind of shit because this is what we represent. This is what we live for, the cars. But for me to wear a shirt with a fucking nopal or a taco that says something, that's corny,
3: dog. But see, because. But see, even to Tyler, that's the same thing. He grew up around cars. So you wearing all this shit, it's like. You're, you're basically trying to show that you're a Chicano. Well, fucking hit me with the question
2: in Spanish And then you don't need to ask me nothing else You know what I'm saying? It's not about what I eat or... Because that's what I'm saying Is that To an outsider We always... Like, people that really grew up around it Always feel like it's corny to glorify it You do it or you don't That's it, you know? And, and so That's why it's always been Kind of... It's always been an outsider Writing about it And, and no, creating but- about it Because The the homies that really build cars they have time to write. They're not gonna write a book. They build cars. They're not gonna do a TV show. They fucking build cars. You know what I mean? Or, or they're not gonna go to school because they're working
3: at, at the shop. You know what I'm or, saying?
2: They're not educated because they build cars. They, instead of instead of saying fuck, man, I'm gonna go to college. They said fuck, I'm gonna go work at the shop. I wanna learn how to weld. I or they learn. go to school to be mechanics or yeah, mechanics they learn about cars because that's all they care about. And I, that's how I see it now. Like all these things are coming up as Chicano brands, and to me, it, it's corny, dude. Like you know what I'm saying? Like. Why do you have to glorify that shit if it's everyday life? Well, you guys glorify it because it's a big deal to you because you didn't grow up that way. You know what I mean? And so the lowrider thing, to, to I'll tell you from personal experience, everything seems corny when somebody glorifies it. If they're not, because I feel like you don't need to. You, you're about it, then I'm going to see you out there. You know what I'm saying? If you're not about it, then you're just writing about it. Well, what's crazy is
3: but, documenting it. The thing is, I, I agree with you, but that's also how Bobby says it. If we don't capitalize on Man, if, you like know, it, if a Chicano not writing, not capitalizing, I'm going to do this, someone else will. Right. And do it wrong. Vice like is going to do it and send some chick from Europe to go low ride with homies in L.A.
2: Not up here, not in Frisco, not in San Jose because they're all about L.A. And it's going to be portrayed incorrectly. Right? So yeah, it's we I'm I'm fully aware of that. You because know, now we're part
1: of the media. So I know that if we don't step in, somebody else then will. we're not helping the cause to keep it, you know, legit. And that, and that's exactly my criticism. That's why I did I made the decision like fuck it, I'm writing this book. Yeah. Because if I don't, somebody else will and they're gonna fucking get it wrong. Yeah. You know, not only that, everybody that's written about low riding has written about low riding with blinders on. Yeah. Even there's a book about car culture. It's called um uh, it's called something machines, huh. like Glory Machines or something like that. Hmm. And um, it's a history book about the history of teenage fascination with cars. Yeah, and it's pretty it's pretty dope. Oh shit! But the the there's a chapter on lowriding, where it's all it's completely racialized lowriding. Yeah, and it makes sense like. Like when he talks about lowriding, what well, the Mexican American experience, and yeah. in the Mexican this, and the Mexican that, the Mexican, the Mexican, yeah. the Mexican, as though there's like one fucking Mexican who's like the Mexican, and I'm like, this motherfucker got it completely wrong.
3: You know what? You know what you need to do is you need dead to, wrong. You need to find a black guy to interview, because they've been in the history as far back as yeah, yeah. Mexican Americans, you know, they've been. I'll tell you what. We we had, I had
2: the discussion with somebody that wanted to do uh an exhibit about low riding here in Salinas we're we're working on the same thing I'm going to stop this cuz we're 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 done
3: yeah it's way off
0: I hope you enjoyed that conversation with the Espinoza brothers from Dead End Magazine we recorded that at their flagship store in Salinas back in 2018 and it was just a voice memo. We never, we never imagined it, or you know, sought out to record a podcast episode. But with their blessings, they allowed me to share it with you guys. And um, you know, I just want to say that there are a lot of brands out there that are using the worldwide moniker, my own included. These guys are the real deal. They've established themselves in Japan, as you heard. And if you follow them on social media at Dead End Magazine. Their gear goes everywhere. There's people all over the world that are wearing dead-end worldwide merch. And these guys hustle so hard, man. They're everywhere. And um, all of their success is well-earned and well-deserved. So kudos to them for being global, low-riding, and car culture ambassadors. I'm indebted to them for their inspiration. And I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks.